But you don't know me. Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to You Don't Know Me, a podcast about people you don't know. I'm your host, Veeps. And I'm your co-host, Medusa. And today we have a brand new guest on the show. We have Elliot. Hello, everyone. So you ended up on the show kind of in unique circumstances here. I kind of randomly messaged you on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) because I was really into some of the work that you're doing. So briefly, uh, we're not going to jump into too much detail yet, but what what do you do? Um, Well, I do a TV show online on Twitch and what we do is we really we just make stuff really anything but a lot of what we do is cosplay and props related Mm -hmm. Um, so what I brought in today and what I've been working on a lot is a giant deathclaw skull and we also make um, guns from video games and not real guns (laughs) no not functioning guns like space guns and lasers and and different things like that from video games Mm -hmm. and uh we're making a practical prop okay. uh, spaceship for a Star Wars fan film. Oh, that's interesting. Fun. Yeah. So we do a lot of really, really cool stuff. It's, we make things. I'm things. sensing a trend. It's all <laughs> kind of sci-fi, mm-hmm. like nerdy. <laughs> we are definitely a group of nerds. And <laughs> and we all got into this because we, are, we love these properties. Mm-hmm. And... Sometimes it's not good enough to just play the video game. Sometimes you want to actually put on the things from the video games. That feeling is really cool. Please tell me that y'all have made something from Warframe. No. Not yet? Not yet. Uh, We're... I don't know that that's on the docket yet. We have a lot of things. The problem with doing Mm sci-fi is there's so much out there. Absolutely. (laughs) There's no end to the stuff we want to make. Yeah. I was on the stream yesterday, and somebody was somebody asked us if we'd made anything from Pacific Rim, and I remembered that the first I only got into this about three years ago. Oh, okay, mm. so this is still pretty oh, recent yeah. for you. Yeah, this okay. is very recent for me. I only became what I would consider a maker about three years ago, and that's a really interesting term, by the way, maker. And I, you're not yes. the first person that said that. There's like society of lady makers here in Atlanta. There's a couple others that I've seen kind of pop up here and there. The the society of lady makers, I think, is going to have a meeting at some point at our shop. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so, Michelle awesome. is involved with them because they're they're amazing. I love the fact that that exists. Mm-hmm. Just they sound fact. really cool. Yeah. They're really cool. Uh, we've hung out with them a couple of times, and the people who put that on are really awesome people. Mm-hmm. Um, maker is kind of a really general term for people who make things. And mm-hmm. the funny thing about that is if you ask me, making is kind of fundamental to being a human being. <laughs> you would think, yeah. Everybody, but everybody makes something, even if it's just dinner. Right? Yeah. You're still making something. Cooking is a form of making. You're yeah. making a podcast, you know? <laughs> I true. make crazy aliens and monsters and space guns. We're going to have lots of pictures of said crazy aliens, so make sure to check out the vlog. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really, really cool. So one of the things, too, um, 
you know, I, I would love to hear a little bit more about your backstory, but I'm, I'm really curious here because I've noticed that uh, obviously we had another guy who was really into 3D printing mm-hmm. that was on the show. Really interesting story. And, and the technology is very interesting as well. But I noticed that yours is a little different. Mm-hmm. So even though you're kind of in the same wheelhouse, there are some differences there. Like, what are those differences typically? Uh, so the 3D printing process is pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uses what's called FDM printing is what he talked about a lot, which it, it's a type of additive 3D printing. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what 99% of everything you see is. So that process is the same. But what we do is after the 3D print is done, we then have to do finishing so that it mm-hmm. doesn't look like a 3D print. Oh, because right. Because you're doing like props and costume stuff. So it has to... Right. Get that extra level of polish. Right. Because you don't, you know, you don't watch a movie that has a space gun in it or play a video game that looks like it's 3D printed. So we we do a lot of work to take it from a 3D print to a finished product that looks like the thing that it is. In this case, what I brought here is a a Deathclaw skull from Fallout 4. Mm -hmm. Um, We've also done uh, rifles um, from... We did the pulse rifle from <laughs> Aliens. Oh, and, oh nice. Yeah. Uh, that that's, was That's my favorite property right there. Yeah, Aliens. Yeah, for sure. Um, two years ago, we did a group cosplay at the Atlanta Cosplay Meetup, which is also a thing that we do. Um, Interesting. I didn't even know that was... The Atlanta Cosplay Meetup? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the Atlanta Cosplay Meetup is... That was the... Uh, it's a big group of people. We wanted to give people a a safe place to go that they could experiment. Oh, so this is the one that you guys started? Yes. Oh, cool. Yes. Uh, we started this so that people could come and experiment and people who are... So it's already... not just Dragon Con. <laughs> n- n- well, so we do a big group project generally, yeah. right? So two years ago, we did Aliens, which uh, meant that everybody came in and at the end, everybody had 15... We had 15 sets of Colonial Marines armor Everybody got a pulse rifle, helmet, the armor, everything. That's so cool. And Did we you have all, like a smart gun with the with the whole rig. We wanted to do a smart gun so bad, we just ran out of time because yeah, we had I imagine so many that other would be pro- like the the most intense thing though. So interesting note the 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 smart gun is actually just a camera gimbal with a gun on it. It's right? so cool. <laughs> and we wanted to make one because at the end of it, at least you have a gimbal, yeah. and yeah. you also have a smart gun, which was awesome. <laughs> We ran out of really, time. it's about the smart gun, but uh, yeah. there's something practical in there too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, but we made a bunch of pulse rifles. So that the Atlantic cosplay meetup has been a lot of fun. This year we're doing because it's the 20th anniversary. We're doing Starship Troopers. Oh yeah, yeah. So everybody's gonna have uh, everything. We're gonna have them decked up like um, the the troopers, and I'm blanking on the name. <laughs> But anyways. I think everybody knows what you mean. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for me, because I'm... <laughs> <laughs> There'll be like three screaming nerds right now. Hopefully there'll be a lot more, especially because it's the 20th anniversary. So, uh, and, and this goes back to what you were asking. It's not just Dragon Con. It's not just Dragon Con. We do It's this. not just like a dry run for Dragon Con. It's, it's bigger than that, yeah. Yeah, because we want people to come and, and know that... So one of my big things is that not having the thing you think you need to do the thing you want to do shouldn't stop you from doing the thing you want to do. Yeah. And it's cosplay. Like if you want something complex like that, it seems really prohibitive. Like you would think that, I mean like when I look at that, I'm like, I can never do that. Yeah. You know, 
and and I love to dispel people of that notion. Uh, my brother uh, got into this, and it was the first thing he ever did last year. And he, we were doing Fallout last year mm-hmm. because uh, my partner and I were making T60 power armor, full size, seven feet tall. We mm-hmm. welded stilts together the whole nine yards. And then everybody else in the group was making something slightly different from that property. And my brother wanted to be a raider. Um, and so he made uh, a raider with a big metal frame that goes all the way around his head. Oh, cool. Oh, my God. And he was probably the most popular thing out of our whole group (laughs) that's awesome i i was i would we would be walking to the con together Mm -hmm. and we couldn't make it a block downtown (laughs) without somebody stopping him and being like can i take a picture yeah it it took it a 10 minute walk took 45 minutes It was the first thing he'd ever done. That must feel so cool, though, right? And 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 we love to give that to people, right? Yeah. Like yeah. he got this great feeling out of doing it, and he's totally hooked because it only takes once. Yeah, giving that feeling to other people, the giving the experience to other people. Because I used to go to Dragon Con and think what you did. All of this stuff is so amazing. I could never do that. Mm-hmm. It's not true. <laughs> so so, how did you get started? Um, so I only be, got into being a maker and getting into cosplay about three years ago. And even while working on the Colonial Marines, which is the first thing I was really involved with, I wasn't into cosplay at all. Um, I found a local maker space. I was, how to phrase this? Um, <laughs> I was actually at a really low point and oh, I, I was yeah. really depressed. There's a lot of stuff going on. We've and, all been there. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Uh, I, part of what was going on is I had a business that I was running with a partner Mm -hmm. and it wasn't doing well. It Mm. was, it wasn't really failing, but it wasn't successful at all. What kind of business was that? We, uh, fixed consumer electronics. Okay. Yeah. So, so phones and tablets and computers, and we did virus scans and replacement hardware and all that. I could see that getting, I can see that getting real frustrating too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, especially when it's your business Mm -hmm. and you're working 80, 90 hours a week and Mm -hmm. it's just not succeeding. You don't go into a business like that. Uh, you don't go into, especially a franchise business wanting to just make do. Right. Yeah. You got to make money. And we really weren't. Mm. And it was, and and it had been this way. And we, uh, we'd been doing it for a little over a year and it just wasn't getting off the ground at all. Yeah. So that was part of what was going on. So I actually took some time off work, uh, mainly because we closed the shop. So what, what do you think, what do you think was wrong? Like what did you, like what lesson did you take away from it? Um, in hindsight, I took a lot of lessons away from it. Uh, location was wrong. I didn't do a lot of what I needed to do. I'm kind of actually very introverted. Mm-hmm. So I needed to go out and be the main salesman for yeah. the company. Oh. And I'm not really all about that. Yeah. It's hard when you're not playing to your strengths. Yeah. yeah. And that's the problem. You have to. Yeah. yeah. So I learned a lot. From running that business and and i'm putting a lot of it into how we run our shop now and how i approach the show and Mm -hmm. uh even i mean there was a time even doing something like this i probably would have just not responded to you yeah because it's hard to get out it's hard to meet people it's hard to 
anyways. Honestly, I'm a huge extrovert and it's really hard for me too. So I get it. Like if you're also, and I have some friends who are like painfully introverted, like, Mm -hmm. you know, they're just the threshold, the the people juice, like (laughs) reserve is just not as much for, for them as it is for me. And I mean, and I still hit, hit walls with it. So yeah, I get it. Like if it's not your strength, it's, it's a tough thing to, to build your way or pull your way out of, you know? And, and one of the things that helps me now that's changed drastically is one, I've learned those lessons, uh, which is another thing that we're pretty big on. Uh, you should always do what you want. Never be afraid of failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Failure is such an important part of everything. Creating. Really. Oh yeah, yeah totally. It, it, you've got to be comfortable with failing mm-hmm. because you're going to do it. And it's okay. As long as you learn from it, mm-hmm. you have to learn from it. So like when I started painting, I was pretty well paralyzed by the fact that I'm going to ruin these miniatures. But then whenever I stopped giving a shit, that's whenever like I actually started progressing and getting better. Mm-hmm. Right. That you that's an integral part of creation. Yeah. And sometimes like if you're a perfectionist by nature, that will kill you. So yeah. you got to just there's rise kind of from this, the dead. There's this like chart that's really famous of like the the path of doing anything great. And it starts off and it's like. You know, you start off really high and you're like, okay, this is harder than I thought it was. Oh God, oh God, oh God. And you hit rock bottom and then you come back up and you're like, this sucks so much. And why am I still doing this? You're like, okay, but it still sucks. It's getting easier, but it still sucks. And then you finally get up to, you know, this this is one of the things that I'm the most proud of, right? Yeah. So there is a process. And I think the same thing happens like, like anytime you take on something challenging, whether it's moving to another country, whether it's building something like a business, like that is the same process that you're going to go it's through. It's funny because that time. scale, it happens with even like hobbies that yeah. aren't too big of a deal, mm-hmm. just like at a smaller scale. Yeah. <laughs> That's just kind of progression <laughs> like in general. Yep. Yeah. This started out as a hobby and very quickly became an obsession. Uh, it's, it's easier to get really into something when you're creating something physical. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause then it's in front of you, right? It's there. You can see the progress. Yeah. It's tangible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what you were talking about was like the, the progress that you went through. Like, so you were in kind of a bad place because of the business. And we, we talked a little bit about that, but, um, you took some time off of work Mm -hmm. and that's kind of when you discovered this, right? Yeah. Well, I went to a local makerspace Mm -hmm. that I'd known of and not gone to for like a year Mm -hmm. because again, I'm kind of introverted and the idea of going to this place where there's all these people, even if they're people who I want to be around, they're new people. And I was afraid. And I always use life as an excuse not to do a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so I decided that I didn't have any excuses anymore. It was something I felt really strongly about. So I wanted to go. And I went. And the joke very quickly became there that I went there one day and nobody told me I could leave. <laughs> <laughs> so I just was there all the time uh when i actually became a member of the space everybody was confused because they thought i'd been a member already for a very long time Mm -hmm. because i was there so much and so involved with so many things because i found my people yeah oh yeah for sure man that's such a good feeling it's such a good feeling it was a little weird to find my people as like a 30 year old (laughs) oh (laughs) again we can relate (laughs) definitely late bloomer here so (laughs) And, and and to find out that my 
I had these traditional ideas of what I thought creativity was, and I didn't mm -hmm. think I was creative because I couldn't sculpt or paint or anything like that. All of those are skills, yeah. And, and, and well, yeah, they're skills that people work for years to master, mm -hmm. but also those aren't the only ways to be creative. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not at all. And, and I didn't really understand that until I went to this space and I saw all these things that people were doing and making and getting involved with. So that's how I got in involved with the cosplay meetup. Mm. I was not interested in cosplay. Even in the cosplay meetup, I didn't want to do cosplay. It was yeah. just, they were using 3D printers and laser cutters and vac forming and all of these really cool techniques to make. Mm -hmm. And mm. that's all I knew. I, I didn't know what I wanted to make yet. I You're just, just happy to be there. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted to make something. I knew that. And so I got involved with this group, and um, we made the Colonial Marines, and I got to march in the front of the Dragon Con Parade. Oh, that's oh cool. My God. Yeah, and like that was it. Game over. <laughs> game over. <laughs> I you needed to take the line a little further. Yeah. So game over, man. Yeah. Game, <laughs> game over, over, man. <laughs> I can't believe I missed that. Uh, yeah. Um, so immediately after that, uh, the person who puts uh, uh, one of the co-hosts, I could say, of the show that I do, making it up. Uh, Are you like an ensemble? It's my, sh the way it works is it's my show, it's Michelle's shop, and, and Jeff is, is the other shop mate. Um, gotcha. And so we're all always there. Mm. I see. So we're all always You're on kind the of show. the reoccurring characters, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's my show, but all of us are a part of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so M Michelle came up to me and she, she approached me with what she called a very bad idea. <laughs> that's always a good sign yeah and and i totally agreed that it was a terrible idea and was absolutely convinced that we should do it because mm -hmm. it was too amazing um what we were going to do is just the two of us working we were going to make a full-size set of t60 power armor from the game fallout 4 <laughs> uh including welding together our own stilts wow oh wow yeah uh machining them and doing all of that work um, That's the cover armor on that one, right? Uh, f well, the cover armor, the one that most people see from the advertisement is actually a mix of all of the different, because there's an undershell, and then you can put on top of it any type of power armor. So there's right. a couple of different versions on that. But it is, it's the more advanced one. It's a step below the X01 that looks like an insect. And we didn't like that one as much. Mm. This one is all angular and it's mean and it's like imposing. Yeah. Um, the other thing that got me solid hooked on doing this is being in the, the power armor on the Dragon Con floor. Uh, so it's Sunday night. It's like 11 o'clock and we're in this hotel room that has no real air conditioning. It, <laughs> it's, it's hot in this thing but I couldn't be more excited. And I'm standing there, and because this room has literally a thousand people in it or more. <laughs> oh God, every person's like a heater. Yeah. yeah. Um, somebody would bump into me. They would take a step backwards and bump into me, and they'd turn around to apologize to me, and they'd be looking at the bottom <laughs> of my chest piece. <laughs> and if I was wearing my helmet, I'd lean forward and look down at them, and like, this look in their eyes of like, oh my God, was, I love moments like that. 
giving that experience to somebody else is what makes all of this worth it. Yeah. Because I worked, to make that power armor, we worked, we have day jobs. All of us have day jobs. And mm-hmm. we haven't quit our day jobs because that's how we afford this other thing. And um, we would go and work on this power armor for another 20 to 30 hours a week. Wow. After work. And did that for... What industries are you guys in? I mean, just out of curiosity. Tech. Okay, we're, cool. We're, we work in tech. It's kind of boring. <laughs> just a regular <laughs> tech job. We work at the internet, basically. So. Thing is, it's a pillar of our lives. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not very exciting. But yeah. uh, what we do outside of work is is the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was that was an insane amount of work, but but those moments made it worth it. Uh, also, being on the floor, being noted by people who are in this industry, mm-hmm. who are fairly famous in this industry, mm-hmm. and coming up and t- them telling me that I'd done awesome. Frank Ippolito bought me a beer, and he's kind <laughs> of a really big deal in the industry. That's and really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So, so who is he though uh, <laughs> for for me? Because I don't know. <laughs> Frank Ippolito is a prop maker uh, who works in the actual industry. He he works, he has a shop in L.A. He does a lot of, I think it's in L.A. Uh, he does a lot of video with Tested, too. And Tested is the online content creator that uh, is, is Adam Savage's mm-hmm. that I think he and Jamie started before Mythbusters ended. Oh, cool. Um, but it's just Adam now. Okay. Uh, Jamie's doing other stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, so they make all this amazing content and he goes online and he gives people pointers on how to start making stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he works in the industry. So he's definitely somebody who I look up to. He's done amazing work. So just getting to hang out with people like that. Uh, and other people that I've known, uh, that I've followed online. It's a surreal experience. Totally, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine how we could relate as a podcast, but I mean, like, <laughs> maybe meeting some people from Reply All or like from Gimlet Media. Because <laughs> like, it's they actually, do some really cool stuff that I'm like a huge nerd about. Hello. <laughs> uh, the, it has, I was actually thinking about this on the way up here. I called mm-hmm. you beforehand to yeah. figure out how to get here. Uh, it was weird hearing your voice over the phone and having you respond to me <laughs> oh because <laughs> oh, i've listened to the podcast right that's great it is really <laughs> it funny was, it was it's kind of this it, kind of a similar experience like you've listened to this person you followed their work and all of a sudden you get to actually oh you just made my day <laughs> we starstruck somebody <laughs> Oh, it, it, that's soon the as, dream, man. That's the dream. I think we can like opt out now. We're done. <laughs> as soon as you messaged me on Instagram, I binge listened to like fifty of the shows or however many. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're you, we're at like thirty one right now. So yeah. yeah well, then I must have listened to most of them by yeah. now. I binge watched a lot, uh, or watched. I binge because I listen to podcasts yeah, all the time. Me too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was. Do you have a favorite? You've had on so many people that are just so different. Oh, yeah. I thought yeah. she meant like favorite show. <laughs> oh, a favorite podcast or a favorite one of your? No, no, podcasts? no. We're just talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you've had in so many people. Um, I really liked. Um, I, now I'm blanking on his name. The guy who bikes cross country. Oh, and, Andre. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Andre, yeah. who just 
like his life goal is to just help everybody. Yeah. That was really He's inspiring really cool. to listen to. He's got another huge ride coming up. And yeah. so we're going to be giving him a shout out for that because I think he's starting in a couple weeks, actually, or very, very soon. So he's just like his philosophy on life is just incredible. And the stuff that he's been through as a person to still have that kind of perspective yeah. is even more incredible. You yeah. know, he's somebody I definitely keep up with. <laughs> yeah. he, that was that was definitely very inspirational. Mm-hmm. I, of course, because I'm interested in it, loved the one that you had about um the uh the 3d printer yep action in yeah it was that was that was interesting he's a really fun guy too (laughs) you would probably like him a lot actually you guys would get along you know he's he's from the the museum that's across the street from the high right yep Uh, Mm -hmm. i've never been there but i noticed it for the first time when i lived downtown there Mm -hmm. it's been there for a long time now Mm -hmm. i still have never been there and i've always wanted to that's um, Museum of Design Atlanta for everybody. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, it's a cool place. Yeah, Moda. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Very now cool. I, well, I appreciate the shout out. Like, that, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> um, I, I love a lot of people that come on, you know, haven't necessarily had a chance because we grab them so quickly mm-hmm. and they, you know, haven't really heard of us because we're so kind of, I would definitely say we're very grassroots. We we go by word of mouth a lot and we just happen to, to just know really interesting people, I think. Yeah. And that's just kind of how it started. That and also pulling people from Tinder was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, <for sure. laughs> um, so instead we opted for, you know, something bigger than that, but mm-hmm. then the Tinder files as, you know, kind of like a subsect of it, but... Those those have been often very hilarious, hilarious. <laughs> They're interesting. Yeah. I know, <laughs> and so. I love how like one of the shows turned into my first co-host. <laughs> Tink, she was yeah. She came on just as like a bitch about online dating, and then ended up being a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like amazed at like just from those episodes that this is the thing that like straight people do. <laughs> it is surreal. <laughs> I know. One of like my favorite just, quotes just from you, Medusa, is, what is this cishet nonsense? <laughs> <laughs> when she was listening to a Tinder Files episode. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Oh, it's such a good way to describe it. Cishet nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any Tinder stories? <laughs> uh, I, I do have an online dating story. I don't think it was Tinder. Uh, um, so I met this girl online and Mm -hmm. we talked and we hit it off and she seemed interesting so we go out on this date and um for whatever reason I don't remember why but we had decided to go kind of early in the day and have Mm -hmm. lunch or lunch or dinner at like three o'clock and we went to this restaurant so we leave the restaurant and we decided we were getting along really well we decided there was a movie out that we wanted to go see and we were going to wait and go to see the evening movie yeah. well meantime we actually ended up going back to her place to just hang out and talk and whatever Ooh. no <laughs> no kidding. this this is where it goes horribly horribly <laughs> wrong um so we're sitting there and we're chatting for about 45 mm-hmm. minutes when it begins to hit us and what ended up being the rest of our afternoon was us rushing back and forth, trading her one single bathroom because we'd gotten food poisoning. Oh, oh no. no! Oh God! 
I'm, did you guys become friends after that? So my thought was, we just had the worst experience we could possibly have when you're like, first it's all meeting up from some, here. Yeah. It can yeah. only go well from here. And I tried. I reached out like three or four times, and she never responded. I oh, guess because no. she was. And I get it. Like it's really embarrassing for yeah. the first time that you meet somebody to have that experience. But I think that's actually kind of hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I feel like that's definitely something me and my boyfriend would have done. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I I'd like get you. poisoned. <laughs> well, I mean, just like uh, we went on this like romantic vacation recently to a cabin, and we both he ended up coming down with the flu. Like the like within hours of us being there i think one hour we were there he started sneezing it was like having he was already getting sick and then we oh, were no. both allergic to the apartment so both of us were like sneezy and then i came down with a migraine and we were like i couldn't even move like the woman who we were airbnb from had to come and like she's a nurse she had to come and like take care of us oh, my gosh. We were both dying. and so we spent the whole weekend just like curled up in a ball just like, <laughs> like sick and that that's romance for us so yeah. i get it i mean there is something that's kind of beautiful and like being with each other in a vulnerable state you know yeah, yeah. and then laughing your ass off yeah. because that's your luck and that's just the way yeah and she probably just was not ready for that <laughs> level of vulnerability no no not at all uh you know it, the that that part of a relationship comes way down the line, <laughs> and like no. it was just it was just awful. Um, but yeah, like you, I was like, it can only go up from here. There's <laughs> like, there's, well, that happened. That sucks. Oh well. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I tried. Uh, she wasn't into it because she uh, was too embarrassed. I guess I I don't know. I never heard back from her ever oh, again. That's rough. Um, yeah, that was that was a rough. And that's really kind of my only one, really. I, I've, that's a good one, though. Uh, yeah. yeah. Food poisoning is so bad, though, because like, it feels like such a big betrayal. <laughs> You're like, I so enjoyed that. Why? <laughs> it's like, food should not be the thing that, that fights hurts back. you. <laughs> yeah. I, I love food way too much. Yeah. Um, I, went, I ended up, before I became a maker... I, I, in hindsight, I realized that I've always tried to go in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so before I became what I consider a maker, uh, I went to culinary school because oh. I, I just like to make things. Yeah. And that translated into I love to make food mm-hmm. um, and never for myself. I never cook for myself. In fact, I have Soylent on a regular basis. Oh, I hate cooking for myself. <laughs> do you, do you know like what Soylent it. is? Yes. I need, I really need to do that, but I've heard it makes you gassy, so I just have avoided it. <laughs> yeah, well, I work in a very small office with a lot of other people, <laughs> and it's pretty quiet. So <laughs> it, 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 it does initially. You get over that, though. You, you, <laughs> I might have to do that on a vacation. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, my, my biggest suggestion is make sure you add a banana. Oh, interesting. It, it, it makes everything better. Uh-huh. It's kind of chalky without it. And yeah. if you add a banana, it adds this something, mm-hmm. and all of that goes away. The sugar, you mean? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> that along with... Do you just like blend it up with a banana? Yes. Oh. Every morning. Is it like a banana milkshake? It is basically a banana milkshake. I yes. put chocolate into it, just pure cocoa, mm-hmm. and then a banana, and that's it. So it's not like I don't add a bunch of sugar or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. just a banana and chocolate, and it's great. Bananas are really wonderful when it comes to that sort of thing, though. Like, they're so versatile. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're going to go down this path and end up on droops again. Is a banana a droop, though? (laughs) 
I don't I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, you have to explain what a droop is again. <laughs> Pretty much every recording that I've been in, we end up talking about droops. <laughs> that it's um, a kind of fruit. That a walnut is a droop, an apple's a droop, a coconut. Oh, is an apple a droop? Fuck. Coconut is a droop. A coconut's a droop. Basically, if it hangs from a tree, it's probably a droop. <laughs> Droops. <laughs> anyway, that, that was my fault. I apologize. <laughs> but um, I do like cooking for myself. It's like a present from me to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like to cook for other people uh, because it's, it's actually very similar to why I made the T60 Power Armor is um, giving the experience for me is giving other people the experience they get when they see you in the thing when when the fans of the aliens property got to see us marching as mm-hmm. this big group of people all dressed up like the actual marines from the show i would and, have died right actually they're at the front of the actually someone here. did die that's where i thought oh, that was no. going sorry <laughs> uh, uh to know. poor guy that, yeah Continue. On, on that note, uh, the Dragon Con Parade is in the middle of August, and it's two miles in the middle of downtown Atlanta. In yeah. wearing a full suit of armor. Better and, hydrate. Oh, my gosh. You have a camel back in there. Did you have the helmet, too? Yeah. We had, okay, the, so we had like, the helmet. Oh, God. Yeah, you were, like, covered. Oh, my gosh. Just drenched in sweat at the Ugh. end of it. Um, I had to go to work right after that, too, which Ooh. sucked. Did so. you do it in the regalia? <laughs> do what? Did you do your tech job in the regalia? I wish I had. That would have been. I imagine that would be really hard. Like, like trying to work on a computer. Like, <laughs> well, it's it's just it's just the alien stuff is just like body armor. Yeah. Uh, so the only thing you can't really do is you can't close your arms in front of you. <laughs> so so you'd have to type with your elbows way out to the side. You're just like a super small dude, man. Yeah. I don't think any of the Marines were ever typing in that movie, and that's probably why. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why. It's the the armor is a little uh, little constricting. Yeah, because like um, in the first one, they were on their panels and everything, mm-hmm. but that was a very very different film. Oh, good yeah. point. I, I thought you were just like being ridiculous, and now I realize that that's an actual thing that happened in the movie. No, okay. I'm, I'm like all about Alien. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I got a life size chest burster at home. It's on my bed. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, we were going to make, uh, we had this big, big booth that we did at MomoCon, uh, that was three booths. I haven't booths. been there yet. Oh, I want to You should. Go. We're going to be there this year, so you should come by and see us. Yes, that would be really We fun. have a lot of friends that actually, like, work security at that. Really? Yeah. Maybe to get they can, in like, free. hook us up. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I'm serious. I'm really poor, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I fund this, like, myself, so, uh, help. Help a sister out. Yeah. I think we can technically get a press pass. Oh, that'd be I f- bet you could. Oh my god, that's 100%. such a good idea. In fact, we'll be in contact. Okay. We we know the person who makes all the booths, so Oh. We, that would be so cool if we could just interview people there, like set up like a little like or something. Yeah. I mean, that'd I've almost cool. cried on the air, so that means I'm a journalist, right? <laughs> Believe it or not, this ramshackle operation is journalism. <laughs> I I totally think you could get it get in with uh, with some kind of just saying you want to interview everybody. Mm-hmm. I I think that that could probably happen. So, That'd be really cool. Um, but we had this big booth there that um, we did like a 
it was like a military bunker type of thing. Mm. We had the camo sheet across the top and and all of the stuff there. And and um, what we wanted to do is we wanted to have uh, a face hugger mm-hmm. so that people could take pictures of one of us dressed up and they could have the face hugger or you know <laughs> stuff awesome. like that. So that's um, so cool. Yeah, it was. We have a lot of fun at the cons. Yeah, uh, we do. We do a lot of stuff, and we're very involved, specifically with MomoCon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon Con is more of a reveal for us than anything. Mm. There's too much fun to be had at Dragon Con to work Dragon Con. Yeah, right? <laughs> that is totally fair. Yeah, there's just a lot going on there too. Anyway, it's like it's just so big. Like, yeah. I know MomoCon's pretty has big. Has a though. lot of cons now that I'm thinking about a ton. it. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, and I think Dragon Con and MomoCon are not far apart, right? Sometimes in the same weekend. I think no, they're they're a couple of months apart, okay. but they're not. That far apart. Uh, um, there AW- was another con I think happening. AWA is close to one of the others, right? Okay. AWA, I think, is only I think is a week after MomoCon. Yeah, that's a, that's a. I think so. This at Dragon Con this last year, there was another con happening, or not last year? Maybe maybe it was two years. Oh my god. Maybe Walker been... Stalker. It might. Mm. You know what happens every year at the same weekend Dragon Con happens what? is uh, the game, right? Or is a football fart. game? Burning Man. Oh. Burning Man is the same weekend as Dragon Con every year. I remember we, like a decade ago that whenever I went to AWA, there was also like this um, wedding convention in the same space. Oh <laughs> so there were like <laughs> these confused couples that were like trying to get their wedding shit done and like all these decade old cosplayers. Because <laughs> th- this was the aughts. So yeah. like, I guess Evangelion was the thing then. <laughs> Oh man, it was and, it was something. And AWA is an interesting con. We we have actually not been to AWA yet as a as a group, but uh, it's because we don't do a lot of stuff from anime, and it's Anime mm. Weekend Atlanta is what a- AWA stands for. Um, not for any real reason, just because we don't. Yeah, and I think you could probably do like um, Resident Evil or something, um, and have that count. Well, I guess that's like not not too interesting. Yeah, I. We just never have. There's not really a big reason why. I also know that the crowd that goes to AWA is a little bit younger in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Oh, you Maybe could totally quite, yeah. um, Ghost in the Shell. Oh yeah. Do the anime designs because those are. That's gonna be huge. Yeah, they're not year. too too crazy. <laughs> people are gonna. It be, will it, without it, a fail. Yeah. Just no, like at and, like, Dragon Con, be, like everybody was Harley Quinn this year. Yeah. Oh. God. Well, the thing is, people are going to be clamoring for the like anime versions because nobody's going to care about the movie one. So they'll see that Tachikoma and be like, "Yes." It's see, oh, gosh, uh, Ghost in the Shell is a is a thing with me. I love the anime, and I love. The, I haven't really actually read the manga, but I love the anime. It, it is something that's been. I just loved it for years. I've mm-hmm. watched it countless times. You're definitely not alone. Yeah. And um, the movie has made me very it's upset. so ill-advised. It's just not a good idea. Mm. So the... What part? The part that I love about the movie from... I, I haven't actually seen the movie, but I've seen the previews. The visuals they get exactly right. And they had... I'm pretty sure it was Weta Workshop's work on it. And Weta does incredible work. And, and it looks so spot on. And then the latest trailer that they put out, you kind of got an idea of where they were going with the story. And they're getting everything wrong. 
they missed the entire point of the entire anime. Oh no. And 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 what's even worse is they use very specific scenes from both the movie and the and the anime show uh, standalone complex. complex. Yeah. Um, they use very specific scenes from those, but they don't those don't not, go together. They're very very different stories. And and they have nothing to do with the stories that's actually going on in the anime. Right. Based on the story that they're putting out. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really kind of beat up about that. So probably won't be doing any of cosplay from that anytime soon. <laughs> well, if, if we do, it'll be something inspired directly from the anime. Right, do the version mm. that matters. Yeah. Um, Damn. <laughs> that was no, we're, savage. We're on the same page here. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I'm not necessarily interested in a movie that's put together so that we could see Scarlett Johansson wearing... A, a skin tight suit of skin colored whatever so she can be invisible like mm. that that they're getting the entire idea wrong so anyways. so and and i've heard of ghost in the shell but i'm actually not familiar with it like what what do you mean like getting the entire idea wrong it's the I'm thing just is, like it's a very very japanese story mm-hmm. because it mm-hmm. has a lot to do with like technological proliferation oh. um running the narrative through a Western studio is not really a good idea to begin with. And then you have the whole casting thing, which is a mess. Yeah. And and the story is really important and the story is not the main character. Got it. The story is the world. Mm. This is, this is all about the world and it's the interaction. And they're making it more about the main character. They're making it all about the yeah. main character. It's okay. all about Scarlett Johansson's character, Matoko. And, and that's not what the anime is about. Um, the anime is very much about the world and it's about, it's about, it's about, <laughs> it's about, um, it's kind of, it's really hard to explain. It is. It's, it's, it's in its truest form. It's actually what cyberpunk is. It's, oh, it's an idea of what, technology is actually doing to affect society and mm-hmm. how things move forward and what personal identity means and all of these different really complex ideas and they've skipped all of that so that they could basically do a, a, an origin story for mm. a character and like she's an important character she's the main character in a lot of ways but it's not about her no. yeah yeah so, got it. It's more of a commentary. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So That's we, why that we have an anime and a movie with a completely different story. Yeah. Because that. It's really about the world. Her as the like protagonist in a way is more just she's there to help frame mm-hmm. everything and keep it, it in the same unified setting. Interesting. So. I know that was a, a segue or like a, a little bit of a side. In <laughs> yeah. a side. That's the word I'm looking for. But. Um, it, just kind of interesting because I again I'm I'm like an aspiring nerd, but I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> and it's a it is a very Japanese story, and yeah. like it's definitely through their lens. Mm-hmm. This is not really a story that would apply to us. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Um, but obviously, I'm I'm always been very into sci-fi, um, and because that's the stuff we make, <laughs> yeah. you know. And everything we make is from sci-fi. We do a lot of stuff from video games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so what do you guys have coming up? 
well, of course, there's the uh, Atlantic Cosplay Meetup, which we're doing the Colonial, or not the Colonial Marines. We already did that. We're mm-hmm. doing Starship Troopers. Okay, yeah, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we are also going to be making more of the T60 Power Armor because we've got more members of our crew now. Cool. We would love to have three of them at this next Dragon Con. Oh, I guess it'll be a lot easier now that you have everything completely laid out. Uh, Yes. Uh, So the way we actually did that is, this is again a case of we do things in a way that nobody else really does them. Mm -hmm. Um, We 3D printed the entire suit of armor, and then we finished all of that, and then we molded and casted it. And we casted it out of uh, fiberglass. and, and it's a special kind of fiberglass. It's not um, polyester fiberglass like you get at Home Depot. Yeah. It's, um, it's much lighter and very strong. Uh, so even though the costume is seven feet tall, mm-hmm. the whole thing weighs less than 35 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so it's not super weighing down on you. Uh, but That's yet, awesome. So we can just mold another piece. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some pieces we weren't happy with the outcome so we work at a very uh i guess you could call it a studio quality level Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um we're very much all about the finishing and 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 that was that was where all the work went into that uh we 3d printed it we put everything together and then we sanded everything perfectly smooth and our corners are really sharp and everything like that Uh, and it's one of the reasons why we molded and casted it is because you can get all of that detail back out Mm -hmm. um plus yeah we can make more of them now (laughs) hopefully maybe someday somebody will you know maybe somebody will buy it i don't know that'd be awesome do do you guys think that are you like do you have a business model in mind of a way to like make this you guys's job oh is it possible to commission y'all yeah because we can throw up links for you yes and no uh yes um we this is a complicated part okay Uh, is this more of a talk to you and get a consultation sort of thing? yeah contact us through any of our social media if you want to do a thing and we will talk to you about it um for the most part, uh, we work on we work on what we want to work on is the big thing, right? And and that's one of the reasons why we all still have our day jobs. Yeah, mm. is we don't want to get bogged down. We don't want to be in a place where we're reliant on the thing that we do and have to make a whole bunch of stuff that we don't want to make. Got it. Right. Yeah. So because then it's not it's kind of fun the old, anymore. Yeah, like it's always a problem, right? Turning your passion into a profit. Right. Sometimes robs you of yeah. Which is one of the reasons why I like the content creation mm-hmm. and and it's because that's something that's more than just fun. It's important to me. Yeah. Uh I make the TV show uh and I will be making regular YouTube content because I want to reach out to people and tell them that they should do the thing that they want to do and stop telling themselves that they can't and stop mm-hmm. telling themselves that they don't have the thing that they need or making excuses because at the end of the day that's what it is it's just an excuse you're just making excuses if you want to do something you should try it Hmm. yeah there's a lot of feelings of accomplishment that you can get if you just get out there and do the thing that you want to do it's super important uh, it's something I learned very recently, but it's been such a life-changing event in my life to learn uh, about cre- my own creativity and about um, just doing what I wanted to do and mm-hmm. not letting these artificial 
blockages in my head stop me that now I want everybody else to know that. And that's why I do the show. You know, yeah. um, people will come in and say, oh, I don't think I can do that. And, and I will do my best to, to try and get rid of that notion for you because right. you shouldn't have that notion. Yeah. The first step to being good at something is sucking at it. it that's 100% true. Um, and, I and feel like that should be the title. The first step <laughs> to anything is sucking. It <laughs> well, really is. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to You Don't Know Me Whoops. After Dark. <laughs> Today's the suck episode. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I think I broke us. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um. But yeah, the, the, the first step is to just get out there and, and do whatever it is, and you're going to be awful. <laughs> first step have, is to do it wrong. How's that? That's uh, yeah. better. <laughs> uh, you just got to do it, and you got to be okay with failure, and you got to be, you got to learn from it, right? Like, it seems so trite. Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. just seems so stereotypical to say, chase your dreams and all that stuff, but it, there's so much truth and just... Really, it should be like trudge through your dreams. Right. <laughs> like, it really is. That is way more accurate. <laughs> there's, there's Chasing dreams is not fun. It's it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's rewarding. Yeah. Highly rewarding, but it's a lot of work. And, and we all kind of subscribe to the same idea that just because it's what you want to do doesn't mean you should immediately quit your job and go do that thing. Yeah. Right? right. You should still do that thing, mm-hmm. but dropping everything in your life to go... Do something without a plan. Safety net. Not a good idea. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, we have this friend who likes really likes the saying, uh, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. <laughs> and that's so true. Oh, that's so good. Right? <laughs> I it's like a, that. It, it's a great phrase because it, it very much illustrates the fact that you have to work really hard at something for a long time to get good enough at it to be what is considered an overnight success. Yeah. Right. Right. So, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's all so much worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing that, uh, seeing a piece that I've worked on go from a raw 3d print to, um, something that, so that Deathclaw skull, uh, one of my favorite moments since since it was 3D printed was we were at Momocon and I was displaying it on a shelf and this guy comes up and we have a 3D printer at the booth at the time and he's talking to somebody about the 3D printer and I'm looking at his, his son who's yeah. probably seven, six, six, seven years old and he's just, his eyes are glued on that Deathclaw skull. And like he's looking at it, and I come over, and I was like, "Hey, do you do you want to see it?" <laughs> and he and and like his eyes only like dart up to me at one point, and he just kind of goes, uh, <laughs> "Not really any response." So I pick it up and I put it on the desk, and he takes like three or four steps back because <laughs> like in his head it's just terrifying. Oh. And it looks so scary, and he's scared of it. Uh, but I got him to come over and, and touch it because it's just plastic, yeah. right? So You made this. Yeah, and, but that's such a good feeling, right? Yeah. Again, that's that's that experience. That's not meant to be a beautiful little flower. Yeah, no. it, it's It's beautiful in a different way, and it's beautiful in the fact that it's... Menacing and beautiful. It, it's terrifying and, and hideous. One of the few things I know about the like modern fallouts is that people are terrified of those things, and they hate them. Yeah, death calls are... Death claws are bad news. Uh, for the most part, you run away from them, unless you're real decked out. 
So. So what kind of draws you to the menacing <laughs> side of this? Like, is it just kind of the power, the impact it has? Uh, it, it's, that's actually not really the draw. It's just that, um, it's just cool. that's a lot of where like the intense design work yeah. goes into with sci-fi stuff actually. Okay. Yeah. It, it's yeah. So you pick a property that you want to make something from and then you decide what you want to make from that property. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and then or just some you, of the coolest pieces tend to be cause like, think about what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about star Wars, Darth Vader. Exactly. Um, that is the main villain mm-hmm. of well, I guess he's sort of a crony, really, but it is a big, striking design, and it's mm-hmm. totally the villain. Right. Got it. And that's that's kind of the big thing, is you want to do the pieces. So so when it comes to doing cosplay, you want to, one of two things. You either want the thing that people instantly recognize, because it's such an integral part of whatever you're working on. Yeah. Uh, or you want to do the exact opposite of that. Mm-hmm. You want to do something that's super, super niche. Mm-hmm. Because if you're at a con and you do something that's super niche and that one person, the one person out in the world who recognizes what you are, mm-hmm. you, they flip out <laughs> and then they get so excited. And like, that's what you want. You want that reaction. You want the reaction of the people who think what you do is really cool. Yeah. So, so that's, this is actually a shoulder pauldron for the mm. armor, uh, and and uh, the artist who designed it. Um, I asked them to break off one of the horns. So one of the great things about making something is the story that goes behind it. Because mm. when you're dressed up, you act the part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so what I wanted is I wanted a death claws my shoulder piece on my armor and I wanted the horn to be broken off because mm-hmm. uh, so, I wanted it to look like we got in a fight cool. right yeah. and in the process of the fight I broke off his horn and I eventually won the fight and he destroyed the shoulder pauldron in the fight so I ripped off his head and I'm using that right <laughs> gotta use those power fists real good <laughs> so That's so it's awesome. this, this whole story it's all about the story so. yeah that niche effect was totally why I was trying to like inception you into doing Warframe stuff earlier. Yeah, it's there's such good designs and so underloved. I, I, what's that from Warframe? I don't I don't even know that I. I'll show you some stuff. Okay. Later. Um, <laughs> Stay I'll, tuned. I'll talk folks. to you. I'll talk to you maybe after the podcast about something else that we're doing that's totally niche that I think most people will recognize, but it's. We're not sure if we're going to do it yet, so I don't even want to okay. talk about it. Okay, got it, got but it. Just so we can, especially now that we have a show mm-hmm. and we're pretty vocal on social media and uh, Michelle has Overworld Designs already has um, a following, um, we don't want to tell people we're going to do a thing and then disappoint right. them by not doing it. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's probably the worst thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so sometimes we don't talk about the things that we want to do because... We really want to do them, but we have to figure out how to do them. Yeah, right. these things aren't cheap either, right? Yeah. So they're they're big and they're expensive, and they're you a don't want to commit to something unless you guys are ready to yeah, put your money where your mouth exactly. is. Totally so. makes sense. So before we wrap up, I, I'm kind of curious about some of the people that you guys have had on the show. Because okay. so, how long has the show been going on? 
the show is brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, the show has been going on since December. So okay. it's only been a couple of months. Uh, when we started, we started with this. This goes back to what I was saying before. Don't yeah. let not having the thing you think you need to do the thing you want to do stop <laughs> you from doing the thing you want to do. We started this pod. I mean, er- that's just a very efficient saying, but, you know. <laughs> There's more to it. <laughs> you don't um, need it. Just do it. <laughs> just just start doing it. We started doing our, our show streaming live on a laptop over Wi-Fi with yeah. webcams. And like the quality was terrible, but it was something that was important to us. And it was what we wanted to do. So we just started doing it. So we've been doing it since December. Um, and there is myself and... Um, there's the shop owner. The shop is Overworld Designs, and that's Michelle. Um, and Jeff hangs out with us all the time on stream. Mm-hmm. He's he's a fellow shop mate. He's a member of our particular shop. Mm-hmm. And then we are located at um, this giant 75,000 square foot warehouse that's filled with creative people and artists and welders and sculptors and woodworkers mm-hmm. and painters and all of these people and they're all doing their art every day yeah and and being around those people and seeing what they do and working with them and everything like that is is always super inspiring and as much as we possibly can we have those people on the stream to talk about what they do uh this coming tuesday we're having uh one of the guys in the space does screen printing uh, cool is studio um, and they do screen printing and graphic design and all that kind of stuff. And he's going to come on the show and he's going to teach us how to screen print. Oh, that's so cool. Ooh, that's cool. Right. So in, in this, so you can do some that are like you guys building with that, that are experienced people, mm-hmm. but then you guys do some like new stuff too. So we've it's a good mix. Been, we've done a lot of woodworking actually, because when we moved in, in December, our first stream was actually us building a work table. Yeah. We moved into the space and it was empty and we didn't have anything we didn't have anything, literally yeah. nothing. That's crazy because I've seen pictures of it now and it, you guys have done a lot over the past few months, yeah. We've worked really hard. Uh, so the first stream, we built the a big workbench, mm-hmm. a huge workbench that I designed in SketchUp. Mm-hmm. And um, it cost $150 and we had so nothing that we had to rent a saw to be able to cut the wood down <laughs> oh to do it we had nothing yeah right we had a set of drills and and i think a set of ratchets mm-hmm. and like so we built this completely out of two by fours mm-hmm. in in plywood so and it's rock sturdy so it's That's cool. really great but uh We've done a lot of that, of building out the space. So now we have a whole bunch of workbenches. We have French cleats, and we have places to hang things. And yeah. everything that we do, we had a stream where we made the sound panels, mm-hmm. uh, which, again, I should talk to you about. Yeah, because uh, I'm sorry it's so echoey, guys. This is a new <laughs> studio for us. We're working on it. <laughs> uh, the, the sound panels are super cheap. They're like $10 yeah. a piece. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. right? We need this. Yeah. So um, I would go live to build that. <laughs> crossover. Hey, you're welcome on the stream anytime you want. <laughs> we can talk about making podcasts. It's just another kind of making. Yeah. It's a different yeah. it's a different art. Yeah. Uh, the, the the art of And I've kind of gone through all the growing pains here, so or at least <laughs> a large chunk of them. We still have a lot more to go through, but um but yeah, I can definitely help other people get started if it really came down to it. Um so we have all these different artists who mm-hmm. come in and, and yesterday was a great stream um, and we'll put it up on our YouTube but right now it's still on Twitch 
uh, if anybody wants to go see it, where we had the Atlanta cosplay meetup during the stream, mm-hmm. and we had all these amazing artists come in who had done cosplay. That's and so, so cool. uh, because we knew we wanted to do the stream even before we had the shop, uh, we've had this idea of what the shop would be like since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So we have a lounge in the shop, right? And so we can, I can sit down in a chair with somebody who can sit down in a nice chair and we can be comfortable and we can talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we can talk about their art and what they do because yeah. what we do is interesting and there will be plenty of what we do on the stream. But what other people do is really interesting too. And, yeah. and again, the message is kind of, everybody should make yeah and everybody should follow whatever artistic idea that they have because expressing yourself through art is something that's really visceral Mm -hmm. so i totally agree with that cool and what's the url there oh uh we're at making it uh twitch.tv slash making it up so cool our show name is making it up we have instagram as making it up underscore uh atl and i think we have a facebook too that I don't keep up with very much. We'll provide the links when we track it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All that will be in the show notes too, along with some additional media and stuff like that. But um, when do you guys typically, uh, you go live on Saturdays most of the time, right? No, we actually go to live every single Tuesday. Oh. Uh, from three to, or from six to nine Eastern. And on Saturdays, every other Saturday, we usually do a longer stream um, that's between five and ten hours sometimes. Wow. Um, where we, generally speaking, what we do is we have an idea for a build, mm-hmm. whatever we're going to make, and we do it from beginning to end all in one stream. And that's why sometimes it's ten hours. Must right? be interesting to just, like, check in throughout the day, see yeah. your progress. Yeah, that's kind of what I did the first time I tuned mm-hmm. in. It was like, I didn't know what you guys were building. And it was a frame, I think, for one of the 3D printers or something yeah. like that. We were building uh, internal uh, enclosures for our 3D printers. That's what it is. Because we print in ABS, which is very finicky when it comes to temperature Mm -hmm. so we needed enclosures that were insulated Mm. and fire retardant because they can start a fire so (laughs) well um, (laughs) good to know (laughs) yeah and and we also wanted them stackable so that we could add more so Mm -hmm. i again i designed this in sketchup and we started building them so yeah that's what we were doing that saturday our tuesday streams are a little bit different Mm -hmm. our tuesday streams generally speaking is um really kind of more of a talk show, mm. I guess you could call it, yeah. um, where it's us and we're hanging out at the shop and we're talking about stuff. Uh, because we're not doing a build, um, I'm more interactive on those. Sometimes uh, on Saturday streams when we're doing a build, I can't talk to the camera yeah. 100% of the time. It's more like just watching you guys do the activity. Whereas like, it. yeah, I, I know I, in the beginning when I tuned in, you guys were sitting in the armchairs and talking and mm-hmm. you know, kind of maybe outlining the project. Is that yeah. kind of what you're doing? Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, that's always how we start out on, on on any day, really. And then on Tuesdays, I really try and, and fill the content. We're really doing something that's very different than what anything else that's on Twitch Creative right now that we've ever seen, at mm-hmm. least. And, and that is, it's 100%. A lot of what you see on Twitch um, Creative is is there's multiple cameras, but they're just a they're just pictures of people making stuff. Mm. And and usually people are pretty good about talking to the audience, but 
what we do, like I said, is a talk show. And we have these random characters pop in all the time that are <laughs> hilarious and awesome and creative and do their own things. And yeah. we talk to them and we talk to people about what we're doing. And people ask us questions about how to do this. And, and, and we're completely open to that. That's what we want. We mm-hmm. want to interact. Uh, we want you to come into our shop, get to know us, hang out with us. Mm-hmm. So That's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, once again, that's making it up. It's mm-hmm. uh, twitch.tv backslash making it up. Yes. Okay. Um, and then look up making up, making it up Atlanta for a lot of other stuff. I know it's making it up underscore ATL on Instagram. They also have a Facebook. We think <laughs> <laughs> we have a Facebook. I, I think it's, I think Active. it's underscore ATL. Okay. Um, so it's definitely there. Um, but if you probably look making it up yeah. ATL in some form, it'll pop up. It'll definitely. Um, and just as a reminder, we're on everything as YDKM podcast. That's mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and our website is ydkmpodcast.com. Um, we do a companion blog every single week with additional material. So if you guys are new listeners, definitely head over there, check that out. There's also an area for you guys to donate if you want to support the show. Um, we would love to see that because right now we're funding this ourselves <laughs> and a little extra cash really just keeps the beer flowing and all the creativity going. So <laughs> also we'd love to see some more reviews on iTunes that those really do boost our visibility. So, and maybe if you leave a nice one, we'll read it on the show. Yeah, no, we would love to. We'll give you a shout out here and on Instagram if you go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review. Um, so far, fingers crossed, no bad reviews. <laughs> so we want to <laughs> keep that and that going. Um, but other than that, we also do want to hear from you guys. So if you have a favorite episode or something that you want to hear more of on the show, please reach out and let us know. And on that note, I think we're ready to wrap up. I'm your host, Veeps. I'm your co-host, Medusa. I'm Elliot, and you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs>